Welcome to a special episode of Dark Matters. I'm your fearless host, Sam Roper. Tonight, I'm happy to introduce Mike Ricksecker on the show. Mike's a paranormal investigator, author, and ghostorian. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Sam. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, um, Mike, uh, explain to me real quick, um, ghostorian, what exactly is that? is kind of a term that I coined. Basically what that is is somebody who researches and investigates a ghost in the place in which it haunts. So you can kind of put the two words together, ghost and historian, but, you know, it's more uh, specifying here toward, you know, the history of, uh, of a ghost. Oh, okay. So you coined the term. That's really unique and interesting. I like that. Cool. So, um... Mike, what places have you been during your investigations uh, within the U.S. or outside of the states? Oh, well, um, yeah, I've been uh, a lot of different places. Um, you know, I name a few offhand trips: Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Um, my favorite haunt is the Stoneline Inn in Guthrie, uh, Oklahoma. Um, the uh, Ohio State Reformatory just recently uh, walked through that with Society of the Supernatural. I've been through a number of different locations, like the uh, Randolph County Infirmary, uh, the Fox Hollow Farm, which was, you know, off the chart creepy. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of different places. That's very cool. So, would you say that was probably uh, the scariest place you've been? Um, I mean, as far as, like, creep-out factor, yeah, I don't, um... I don't really get scared at locations, you know, because I'm more curious and trying to research and investigate what's going on. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say scary, but it definitely was uh, creepy and had a lot of uh, heavy, dark energy to it. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely would be creeped out. Um, so, Mike, what got you started with all this? Is this something you've done since a young age? Yeah, I started at a young age. I had a, um, you know, some experiences as a child, primarily, uh, you know, the first one, the first major experience being with a shadow person who appeared in my room late one night and actually interacted with me. I did something really kind of crazy off the charts. It, it approached me, uh, leaned over my bed and crossed my arms across my body and ran off down the hall. Very strange, very crazy, have no idea, um, why it did this and so you know i've always been interested in the paranormal and you know, i was writing ghost stories as a kid and, um you know my mother when i was about 13 years old bought me a book by hans holzer called yankee ghosts which is you know all true ghost stories he's, he's the guy that uh, coined the term ghost hunter uh, many many years oh, okay, ago wow. and so yeah so that just kind of really sparked my interest Wow, 16. That is a lot of experience and knowledge gained over your your time investigating the paranormal. Um, I can't even begin to imagine the things that you've seen and experienced. Uh, And honestly, anyone listening, I don't see how that couldn't make them a true believer. Um, On our show, Dark Matters, we go over all types of things, dark and disturbing, murders, unsolved crimes, extraterrestrials, paranormal activity... Uh, so I'd like to know, Mike, what would you put your fear in the most? Uh, would you put it more into paranormal or um, humans themselves? Yeah, humans themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I've yet to have a ghost uh, actually hurt me, but humans, yes, <laughs> on many different levels. Well, sadly, that couldn't be more true. Uh, humans are evil uh, when they want to be and can be very hurtful on very many different levels. So uh, I understand that. Mike, do you think spirits can be malevolent? Yeah, I believe there are malevolent, uh, malevolent spirits, both human and maybe not human. Um, I do believe demons exist, but not as uh, common as the media is trying to make out these days. It seems like, you know, every... Every television show, every every movie these days has to have a demon in it. Um, but there are malevolent human spirits, and there was one that we dealt with when we were. Um, this is with an old group that I was with when we did the episode uh, "Monster in the Closet" on the haunted. Uh, the spirit that we were dealing with there was a malevolent human spirit that was uh, primarily terrorizing the uh, the adult daughter of the home. And it was doing other things as well within the house. But, um, you know, so we, uh, I called Johnson come out, we ended up cleansing the home, which is, you know, featured on that episode. But, yeah, certainly it was, uh, it was doing a lot to terrorize the girl. Wow. Um, and uh, just for our listeners, tell me uh, what that episode is again and where they can find that. Yeah, that was on the show The Haunted, which originally aired on Animal Planet. It's since been syndicated on Destination America. And I guess it's been syndicated in France as well. So the episode uh, is Monster in the Closet, which I think it was the season premiere of season two, if I recall correctly. Okay, uh, great. Well, um, I know I'll be checking that out, and Dark Matters fans, please check that out as well. Um, so, Mike, out in the uh, field when you're investigating, what kind of tools do you use? Yeah, I try to keep it... Um, you know, simple, more, uh, you know, old school when, you know, when I'm either by myself or, um, you know, with a smaller team. When I'm with a society of the supernatural, we use a lot more equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, camera, audio recorder, flashlight is mm-hmm. <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> um, I usually like to keep a notepad nearby to take down notes. Um, I have a K2 meter and a millimeter, um, which sometimes are helpful. I've, I've had some, uh, good experiences with those. Uh, we have some different, uh, like, uh, when I'm with Society of Supernatural, the SB7 uh, uh, spirit box, um, we have the old hack shacks as well, and uh, we've used the uh, clear thermal imaging as well. Wow, that is all uh, very scientific and very uh, over my head, um, but uh, I know personally i believe they work um and i i think they're great tools in the paranormal world uh as far as investigators and and others are there people that believe that these tools work are there people that believe these tools don't work are there believers well no you have mixed opinions um mm-hmm. I mean, basically anything within the paranormal is going to be a mixed opinion because it's all based on theory mm-hmm. you know we're, we're all trying to prove that you know Ghosts exist, and the and uh, you know the other side exists, and, and all of that, um, which really is extremely difficult to prove. You know, you, you go through all these different uh, things to try to you know get your evidence, and and no matter you know no matter the quality of the picture that you could take or you know, the clearness of an EVP that you may have or something like that, you're always going to have your skeptics and people that doubt it and people within the paranormal community, you know, argue and fight over it, mm-hmm. which, is, which I think is ridiculous because, I mean, 
again, is only some theory, but um, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's people that, uh, that, you know, are, are dead set on, yes, I'm going to, you know, use this spirit box, this spirit box here is, is the one that gets everything, and there's others that are just like, no, it's just all, um, you know, picking up radio waves, and it, it's not really, um, nor picking up radio stations, and it's not really the supernatural, so it goes both ways. Very interesting, yeah. Thank you for that outlook. Uh, you know, honestly, I've never even thought of it that way. Um, Mike, with, with all the movies and ghost movies, haunting movies, paranormal movies, uh, how do you feel, I mean, are any of these movies even remotely accurate at all? Are they telling a true story? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, I, I do some different movie reviews on my uh, YouTube channel, Haunted Road Media, which has a lot of different uh, videos on it. Um, but I just recently reviewed Conjuring 2. Okay. Um, which, you know, it, it included some real elements of the, um, of the story, um, a little bit more so than the first one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, with the first Conjuring movie, that was the parent house, and I'm actually uh, really good friends with Andrea Perrin, the, uh, the oldest daughter from, from that house. And okay. it's kind of like they got the names correct and everything else. I don't want to say it was completely fabricated, but um, <laughs> there was very little from the true story that they actually included in the film. And the films were great. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as a, as far as the movie's concerned, um, and even with the second Conjury movie, it's like okay, they included some stuff like um, you know that there was some doubt as to you know whether or not the girls were uh, were telling the truth. Um, they included the uh, levitation photos and things like that. So um, and, and even the uh, the older gentleman that was haunting the houses, they kept those types of elements. But then it just went like, you know, crazy off into the wild and mm -hmm. you know, the fact that they had Ed and Lorraine Warren as primary characters in this film was, you know, to the true story absurd because they were only there for a single day and weren't even invited. So Wow. Um, yeah. So you you take it with a grain of salt. But my hope is that perhaps these movies will cause people to actually do a little research on their own and dive into those stories and find out the truth of the matter. Right, and the truth of the matter is always the most important thing, uh, and I hope these movies do that as well. Um, Mike, I think poltergeist activity is probably the most well-known type of paranormal um, activity. What do you feel about poltergeist? I mean, have you ever experienced anything? Um, I mean, as far as what you might consider you know, poltergeist activity, I mean, I've seen, you know, objects, you know, kind of fly across the room a little bit with no explanation, but um, not like you would see in, you know, like the movie Poltergeist, where stuff's flying around all over the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen, you know, multiple objects flying around the room for, you know, hours on end sure. um, but an object here or there that you could say okay if that was paranormal that could possibly be poltergeist activity I've, I've seen a bit of, a little bit of that mm -hmm. from what you said uh it sounds like you said you do believe in demons and things of that sort do you do you think ghosts have a spiritual connection with us uh, yeah, the the paranormal or ghosts in general. I mean, do you think that they are souls trapped on this earth? I mean, what exactly do you think um, they are here when when they're stuck here? Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a 
very good question because it's one of the things that we are trying to discover in this field is why exactly these spirits have remained on Earth. While it seems like others have gone on somewhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I and I do know uh, people that have had you know, personal connections with with ghosts and, and spirits, and um, which is really interesting. Uh, you know, ghosts can sometimes become a person's uh, very good or best friend, and so it's, it's interesting to see those type of relationships develop. Um, but as far as why a ghost may be here, I mean, there may be some sort of unfinished business that they have, or there may be something that they're holding on to in the physical world that they don't want to let go. Um, they could just be one of those people that, like, hey, this has always been my home, so I'm going to stay at home. So you, you don't really know. That's one of the things that we try to find out and discover as paranormal investigators is the, the mm-hmm. why is this spirit here? So, with the idea of, um, or the theory of the spirits being attached to something tangible or in an inanimate object here um, on Earth, uh, have you had any experiences like that? I I know you've named a few things in your past. Um, Anything personal that really stuck with you in a personal experience? You know, from personal experience... um you know, I'll just bring up something that's, that's kind of personal to me, is, um, you know, my grandparents. My, my grandfather passed away before my grandmother. And I truly believe that he was, you know, just kind of hanging around for a while and, um, you know, was waiting for my grandmother to pass away. And so there are, there are times that, you know, I've kind of felt him nearby and there are other members of my family that, um, that believe that he had made his presence known. And so it was kind of like, okay, Grandpa's visiting everybody while, you know, waiting for uh, Grandma to pass away, which, you know, once she did, you know, nobody's really kind of seen or heard from them since. So sure. it, it seems that they've gone off somewhere. I can, yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, I, I believe my grandfather used to come to my door sometimes at night when I was younger and check on me. Um, now he had passed, uh, just a little bit before I was born of uh, the same year. Um, do you believe that, uh, spirits can go from one realm to the other? Uh, is it possible for them to leave and come back, uh, to here or another realm or whatever you'd want to call it? Yeah. And that's another good question because you have, um, you have different cultures that believe in, in different things. You, know, you have some cultures that believe that you can call upon the spirit, the spirits of your ancestors to help out in your daily life, while others believe in reincarnation. And I've seen, you know, honestly, I've seen proof on both matters where, you know, people have called upon the ancestors and, you know, something positive has happened after that call was made. Um, I've also seen different things happen in my personal life where it's like, this seems to be, you know, reincarnation here. So, um, and kind of some, you know, real no doubts sort of elements to that. So, I, I think, I think the spirit world is something that we are trying to understand as human beings. But because of the, I think it's multi-dimensional, and because of those different dimensions that are kind of beyond our our perspective we have in a 3D world as human beings, I think that the human mind doesn't quite understand and grasp 
what all that is just yet. Yeah, I, I can uh, definitely understand that. I, I think there's a lot uh, as humans that we have not grasped and um, might possibly never will. I don't know. I hope we do. Uh, and I hope people continue to investigate these things like you do to try to figure them out. Um, Mike, if you don't mind, I, I have a couple of questions from some fans. Uh, I have Amy who would like to ask you, um, do you believe in Ouija boards? Do you uh, think they're uh, dangerous? Can they conjure spirits? I definitely think it's real. Um, <coughs> I've, I've seen too many cases in which something has happened just after a Ouija board was used, um, mostly improperly. Now, I've, I've also had a... Uh, you know, mixed opinions on this as well. Some people, of course, swear off of, of Ouija boards, don't you? Because they know they're evil, you're going to invite something in. And I've also seen people use them as a tool, trying to talk to their spirit guides and claim that, you know, if you use it the right way, it can be a very, you know, positive tool to use. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't want to play with fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of stayed away from that uh, for now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I definitely uh, believe that they can act as a portal uh, to the supernatural realm. But on that note, what you do with a Ouija board, trying to contact and speak with spirits um, from that realm, we're kind of doing the same thing with audio recorders too. So, um, yeah, because we're asking, hey, you know, interact with me, talk into this, um, or, you know, like with a, even with a K2 meter, hey, you make it light up. So it has similar elements, yeah. but it's just not laid out like a spirit board. Right, right, yeah, okay, yeah. And see, that's why I love talking to different people, because uh, I've never even thought of it that way. And that's such a, a, a great way to look at it. Um, Mike, I have one more question uh, from Richard. He is going to ask you, have you ever been uh, fearful or something happened to make you um, leave or run out of an investigation before? No, I haven't run out of an investigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Mike, tell us uh, any upcoming projects, anything going on in the future? Yeah, I have a lot of different things going on with, uh, with Honorable Media. Of course, I'm always writing books, so there'll be more coming out in the future there as far as my writing. So, um but yeah, I usually have about two to three videos coming out per week on my YouTube channel, Hunter Road Media. So go check that out, subscribe. Uh, as far as like book updates, you can check mybrickbecker.com. And then, of course, I'm still always working with uh, Society of the Supernatural. And so we have a YouTube channel uh, with that group as well. So yeah, a lot, lot of different things going on. So just uh, stay tuned to my social media and you'll see stuff pop up all the time. Excellent. We we definitely will. Um, Dark Matters fans, be sure to check that out. Uh, Mike, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it and, and hope to have you back soon. Come visit us anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Sam. Awesome. Well, uh, again, uh, anything you want to share with us on the Dark Matters page or anything like that, you're always welcome to, and we'll keep you on our feed. And, uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show. You have a great night. You too.